Hey boys, before we start, I just want to remind you guys that I'm on YouTube at House of Void. And also, if you tap the link in my descriptions for my videos, you can find the links to my social media pages. And make sure you're sharing the podcast with anyone you know who likes talking about crazy shit and is looking for a great time. It's, it's your boy, Victus D. Void, and I hope you enjoy the show. So, I'm going to go ahead and apologize ahead of time to all of these or all of you nerd boys who are going to get fucking heated by what I have to say right now. And that is, your your god, Elon fucking Musk, is overrated. I don't give a damn about electric cars. I don't give a fuck. I, uh, listen, it's cool. I get it. Techn- technology and and uh, ingenuity is it's cool. It's, it's fancy and all that shit. And every, nobody... Nobody's going to say no to new technology, but what I hate is this godlike reverence, this nerdy population seems to, again, I'm not knocking down being a a tech nerd or a tech geek. Um, I wish I was a tech nerd or a tech geek. However, I am not. I'm just, I'm a book nerd. I like writing books. I like being more of a creative. So I apologize if I'm offending you nerd boys. But I hate this godlike reverence you guys have for people like Elon Musk and Bill Gates. Because this godlike reverence basically gives them the right to do whatever the fuck they want. Allow me to explain. So, well, Elon Musk is being praised as this new age hero of technological pioneering. However, he's currently... Uh, in cahoots with the CCP and the government of China um, and taking donations and working with them to further and grow his business. Now, I'm not knocking down the capitalistic instinct of any, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Any, what's the, what's the entrepreneur of, of any entrepreneur? I'm not knocking down the capitalistic instinct of a true entrepreneur. However, if you're siding with a genocidal government, (laughs) a genocidal government that is literally slaughtering its own people and selling their organs, um, you can't be the good guy in the story. You're just not allowed to be the good guy of the story. Um, Furthermore, I'm pretty sure Elon Musk is uh, developing this technology that basically works as a microchip that is implanted into your brain and gives you new abilities or all this crazy shit, whatever. Um, and all of these nerd boys are praising him while slandering uh, Bill Gates for developing or uh, rumored to be developing a a chip that's planted in your brain that's somehow going to cure coronavirus or some other crazy viruses. They will slander that, but praise Elon Musk for his... Uh, involvement in the microchip world. Uh, but either, either one of those guys can go fuck themselves because I do not believe being able to design an electric car gives you the right to implant microchips into the human brain. Okay, I'm sure they... like Listen, like I also hate fucking Bill Gates and how he believes or how people are treating him um, as some intellectual mastermind um, just because he created Microsoft. Uh, what I mean by that is, people like first of all, Bill Gates started becoming a voice of wisdom 
for the COVID epidemic for no fucking reason. Like, why are we getting our, or our, you know, epidemic wisdom from Bill Gates? Like, he's just, he's supposed to just be a computer nerd, supposedly. Or maybe he's part of this evil network of powerful elites who control the world through their billion-dollar corporations and financial institutions. But who knows? Maybe I'm just talking out of my ask. Uh, ask. <laughs> I said ask. Ass. A-S-S. My big, fat, black ass. I'm talking out of that. Um, anyways, back to Elon Musk. Like, I don't... I think he's cool. Don't get me wrong. I think Elon Musk is cool at times. Like he does. Remember, I remember he started selling a fucking flamethrower online. That's pretty badass. And he called it not a flamethrower. So the government couldn't get mad at him or punish him. So uh, he got away with that. That's pretty fucking badass. And I, I think Elon Musk as a whole is a pretty cool guy. Don't get me wrong. What I despise is this Elon gets to do whatever he wants because he's smart. Uh dichotomy that is uh, developing or has been developed and it's it's happened throughout history you know people become famous and get powerful and then so people like immediately assume or give them the right to do whatever they want now yes great people who do great things do deserve the right or the ability to do more great things i am not i'm not debating that um, what I'm debating is the godlike reverence, because let's face it, people, whenever we read a, a book or watch a movie about a corrupted official, it usually starts off with them becoming great in their society or in their world, and then using that greatness as an excuse to go down the path of evil while masking their, masking their actions through a lens of greater of the greater good or developing something that that'll benefit the people as a whole. Um, when we give powerful people this kind of uh, this godlike reverence, it it gives them this it literally makes them living gods because in our eyes they can do no wrong. That's how we lead to situations like fucking Bill Cosby. Although I don't, I don't agree with their, uh, with all of his accusers. I do believe though that the people who are connected in that powerful ring are perverts. So I can understand that Bill Cosby may just be a closet pervert slash rapist, but um, <laughs> he's still a fucking goat. <laughs> he's still, he's still one of the goats. So. Uh, don't hate on my man too much. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not defending a rapist. But you know, if you're smart, I, you probably understand what I'm talking about. Um, we need to be careful how how much praise we put into, or, or how much trust we put into our uh, elites. Because Elon Musk, no matter how much you want to believe, he's fighting against the system. He is very much one of the elites. He's very much another elitist puppet, or at least an elitist figure. Like, you don't get to that level of power without becoming one of them, at least not in our world. And if you look at the kinds of institutions Elon Musk was associated with, I'm pretty sure there was this issue of him being associated with fucking Epstein at one point. I don't know if he went to their, to their fucking island or his island. I'm not sure. Let me actually, let me look that up right now. Okay, I looked it up. It just says, 
It just says he denies uh, that Jeffrey Epstein stored, or not stored, toured uh, SpaceX at one point or his SpaceX facilities. Um, so I guess that's not an exact connection. Um, and I, I never really claimed so. So don't try to put words in my mouth, boys and girls. But I just, I don't know. I just think we got to be careful how much trust and faith we put in these people. And I think we need to be very critical. But um, moving on from there, one thing that has made me very curious is uh, why do all gay dudes talk, you know, with that gay voice? You know what I mean? Like, hello? Like, oh my God, why, why do, <laughs> what's up with that voice itself? Like, is there, is that, like, why is that the, the de facto gay guy voice? I don't understand. Like, couldn't you just talk normal? Like, I'm, I'm genuinely perplexed by that kind of, uh, or that, that thing itself. Like, what is, <laughs> like, I've never met a gay person that talks or a gay guy that talks like a non-gay guy. It's always the hello or the, you know what I mean? Like, that weird gay voice that all gay guys have. If you are gay and you're listening, please explain. What is this de facto voice that gay dudes developed? I've never met a, re a, re a gay dude that talks like a regular guy. Like, hello, my name is Steve. I'm I'm gay. You know, it's always like there's always this there's always this weird, um, exaggerated expression, uh, and 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 type of you know lingo that doesn't make sense to me. Like, like if there's I I feel like if you wanted to be if you wanted to be a regular guy or if you're a gay guy who wanted to be a regular guy, you would just talk normal wouldn't you like why why is there an immediate um switch to that type of speech or you know what i mean like that kind of voice it's doesn't matter whether or not it's a gay white guy a gay black guy or chinese whatever they just talk like that and i don't is it like obviously it's been proven that it it's impossible for being gay to be traced back to genetics so there's no way that type of speech or that type of voice uh, just comes to people who happen to be gay. That's that, that you just there's just no way that's that's a natural occurrence. Um, I'm wondering, is that like a societal thing where like gay guys see other gay guys talk talk or speak like that? Or just I don't know. I mean, it's just a curious thing. Like what because, you know, whenever I hear somebody talk like that, I, you know, my immediate assumption is, oh, this guy's a flaming homo. Like, this guy's gay as fuck. But it's not like a negative way. I just think that's so much of a dead giveaway of, yeah, you're gay, that I feel like if I was a gay person, I, I wouldn't want to be so fucking obvious. Am, am I wrong to assume so? Like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being gay. I'm not looking down on you for being gay. Uh, I am grossed out, but, <laughs> but I'm not looking down on that. What I'm, I guess I'm just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't understand the voice or the de facto voice thing. And if I'm sounding, if I'm sounding rather ignorant, uh, please correct me. I'm just confused because lesbians don't talk like that. I've, I've met a few lesbians. Um, I've met a few lesbians in my life and they talk like regular girls, or at least most of them. You know, the, the butch lesbians, the butch dykes, uh, definitely try to talk very manly. 
and you know be be manly but i've met regular lesbians and they speak like regular girls right they they don't have a a distinct uh distinct kind of voice no they just talk like your everyday uh regular starbucks drinking basic bitch um but whenever like the inst the second you meet a gay guy it's it's obvious like just from the voice uh, they're gay <laughs> okay they're just gay and like i don't know it's just weird I, i'm not saying the voice itself is weird it's just it's just weird that um that that happens to be the case that whenever there's a gay guy in the room they talk with that kind of speech like with that kind of voice i don't know maybe i'm <laughs> Am I wrong? Like, if you know a gay guy who doesn't talk with the uh, stereotypical gay guy voice, um, let me know. Like, I really want to hear what that what that sounds like. That's I've never heard um, a gay guy who doesn't use that voice. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna leave the homos alone and branch off to. Uh... Okay, so <laughs> when you're, I'm not afraid to admit that. I am indeed the toxic driver that you need to avoid when you're on the road. Um, <laughs> I, and okay, it's not my fault, okay? It's not my fault. I drive a convertible, so the second the top drops down, the asshole in me just comes out. It's, it's not like... It's not like I'm doing it on purpose, like, oh, I'm trying to be a dickhead. I'm trying to cut people off. It's just the second the top comes off, my immediate entitlement comes out. It's like, I run this bitch. Everybody deserves to let me do whatever, whatever I want. And I don't know why. Like, like, honestly, if I could change, if I could stop myself from behaving that way, I definitely would. Like, you know, I don't want to be the asshole driver that pisses everybody off, but it's like, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I actually can't blame it. I actually can't blame it on the drop top anymore. Cause like, even when the top is up and <laughs> like, even when the top is up, I still, I am still the toxic driver. Like, I don't know what it is. But, like, I, I find driving to be such a boring task. So, like, I want to get it done right away. I want to be done with it right away. Like, if I'm driving somewhere, I just want to get in my car and be there right away. So, I think I get lazy when it comes down to following the rules of, you know, driving. Like, the laziness kicks in and my immediate uh, reaction is to take out or take my laziness stress onto, or put it onto everybody else. You know, it's, that's, I'm definitely sounding very fucking toxic right now, and I, I should, I should 100% work on it, but, like, the thought of, you know, like, waiting for somebody to pass me completely before I change lanes right behind them, like, it's so excruciating because some people take so long to drive past you, no matter how slow you go. Like they'll just they'll slow down because they they're not sure if you want to if you want to cut in front of them, but you want to let them go ahead because you you want to be nice, right? So then they take forever. So you want the second you have a little bit of space, I immediately cut off and uh, you know get behind them, and that's why I end up driving bumper to bumper. Um, and pissing them off because I'm, uh, tail, t what's the word I'm looking for? Tailgating or yeah, tailgating them. <laughs>
and and obviously it creates a toxic environment in the driving world or when you're on the road. And I I, obvi- I obviously don't want to create an environment that makes people uncomfortable, especially when we're all driving at 60 to 80 to 90 miles an hour. That's that's some dangerous business. And yes, I know there are some children involved in these cars as well. So I'm not I'm not intentionally trying to kill people. However, it's driving so much more fun when you're not following the rules. Like why why is it so fun to not follow the rules when you're driving? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. You should want to not die, you know? You should want to, you know, live your life and be a responsible, um, you know, law-abiding citizen. That's That plays into the whole fucking, I don't know, death-seeking uh, mind. Like, we're all, we're all excited by danger a bit. It's like the same reason why people uh, go on roller coasters. It's like, they don't want to die. They don't want to fall from fall down to the ground that fast, but it's the fact that the danger aspect is stimulating. It's it's stimulating and exciting. The danger aspect of driving like a fucking idiot <laughs> it makes you feel like a badass. Plus I'm 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 either driving with hardcore metal or hardcore uh trap, gangster rap music. It's weird. Like I have I have two different zones of Hardcore, like I'm either a, a hardcore emo metalhead who wants to uh, put bl- put babies in a blender, or I'm a hardcore gangster who wants to fucking pull off drive-bys and shoot police officers. It's this weird, it's this weird zone where like I feel as if I'm on top of the world and I'm this uh, dangerous drug lord who needs to be feared. Uh, but here's the thing: the second somebody else does the same bullshit to me, I get violently angry, like, violently angry, like, how dare that motherfucker cut me off, how dare that motherfucker, uh, follow so closely behind me, like, what is going on, the only negative thing I haven't done yet is get into a street race, and I've gotten close, I've gotten close, um, the reason I've stopped is I got smoked by a fucking Mazda, or is it a Subaru Outback, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck this guy did to his car, but, like, he he fucking smoked me. I stood no chance, and I felt so embarrassed, because here I was, like, what, what, what had happened was, um, we we were both at the red, at a red light, and I, because it was a warm night, I decided to drop my top down, and gave them the, uh, you're a bitch look, because I have a dope car and you don't, and so he revved his, he revved his engine, and I'm like, yo, this motherfucker is challenging me, right, and, uh, he, he of course made eye contact to let me know, like, what he was doing, so I was like, alright, that's, it's game on right there, and the second the light turned green, we were zooming, this motherfucker embarrassed me, bro, this Subaru Outback shamed me to existence, and, like, it wasn't even a close race, it wasn't close, I slowed down and pretended, I then just turned left, because I didn't want, I didn't want to see him at the next light, because the next stop was only, like, a few miles ahead, and I knew we would, <laughs> I knew we'd have to be, uh, facing each other yet again, and I didn't want to see him laugh at me, when he realized how much he embarrassed me with his fucking Subaru Outback, and here I was, here I was in my, uh, uh, souped up and my apparently dope convertible, feeling feeling like a king 
Although I, I got fucking embarrassed by Subaru Outback. Like, I didn't want to deal with that bullshit. So I just, I just turned left and uh, left that <laughs> moment behind me forever. Therefore, from this day and henceforth and whatever forth, I will never get in the street race just because I am, am, I am afraid of being embarrassed like I was before, you know, I don't want to go through that shit ever again, uh, well, that's all I got for you guys today, thanks for tuning in, it's your boy, Victus Devoid, uh, don't forget, check out my YouTube, it's called House of Void, and check out my book on Amazon, it's called Societal Evolution, Journey to the Dollhouse, it's your boy, stay focused, stay alert, and God bless.